Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue. This is Ryan. I hope everybody in Mafia Land is well. We've missed you. Yes. But we're getting on that bandwagon again. Yes, between and, uh, Crazy, crazy. So Orion brought up Sweet. a subject earlier about transitioning and like how when you transition. So I'll use myself as an example. Before I start, before I transitioned, I was lesbian identified. And I don't know for me that I felt like a lesbian, but I think that's the only thing I thought I could do at the time, if that makes any sense. But it's, yeah. it's kind of a weird spot when you transition and now like for guys that maybe were, were identified a lesbian, they transition and now they identify as straight, it causes confusion for some people. Well, I mean, it is confusing uh, because, you know, the community is so uh, specific and a lot of times, I know, especially, well, you know, I mean, the gay community has like its cliques or whatever, so you have your group of people and then you transition and then we'll like, if you are a trans man who likes women, then you're like no longer gay, right? Or are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm gay identified. So like navigating gay dating before I got married was crazy. Um, Like I had gay men that wouldn't date me because I didn't have surgery. I had gay men that wanted to date me if I didn't have surgery. There are gay men that were afraid to tell people I was trans or gay people that introduced me as their trans boyfriend. It's like, it was just all over the spectrum. Yeah. You know, so I never really knew what to expect from people. And I think it's 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 kind of interesting, specifically when people identify, and I know you identify as gay, a gay man who likes men, um, but when people identify as straight, and then they they have to navigate like straight world, where maybe they were actually in queer world, mm-hmm. um, and then then where's your place? Because you know there is some issues with straight straight people not understanding trans stuff or like straight communities being harder to navigate but also like gay communities can be just as hard to navigate and i know that it's become less and less but there still are people who have a you know well you're you're a you're a man now so you can't hang out with us um even though like maybe you've been in the lesbian community or you've been in the gay community for years and then all of a sudden you're you don't fit some kind of form so now you don't fit which i guess that would make sense but also like community's community and i i, I don't know I, maybe i just wish it wasn't so separated well i don't um, binary people it's really confusing like they're non-binary identified they don't identify as usually gay or lesbian if they're a non-binary right yeah so how do they navigate dating that has to be really confusing for people that identify as non-binary or for people that well, be, I mean I, I think uh, I, I mean I think it's harder maybe for it let's, let me see well I I mean I identify as non-binary and I can only speak from my experience right. and I know that a lot of non-binary people that I bet just choose to date within the trans community because it's just easier. It, it They understand sometimes a little bit more about the pronouns, but then right. they also will date outside the community. And right. I feel like it might actually be more confusing for the people that you're dating yeah. than yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, labels, labels are good if they help you navigate better, but they can also be hard if you don't fit within any of the given uh, categories, right? Yeah, I mean, I never felt like, I mean, I identified as a lesbian, but I never really felt like a lesbian. Like, I felt like that was a bit into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm glad when I transitioned, I found out I didn't have to stay. You know, I could, I, my transition, being transitioning helped me figure out my sexuality. If I hadn't transitioned, okay. I would still be stuck trying to figure out who the hell I liked and who I was comfortable yeah. with. And I think if that was yeah. I think that's okay. That's part of the transition process is becoming comfortable with your sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I mean, transition is kind of like that lifelong, there is no quite ending per se. Like you can get surgeries and stuff done, but I think there's always going to be a challenge. Um, either you have to disclose to someone or you have to deal with your life day to day or politics suck, you know. Um, someone had brought up to me that they, this is why I brought it up because someone brought up to me that they they felt like, um, you know, before they transitioned, they were really, really heavy into the, to the lesbian community. And then once they transitioned, they dated somebody who wasn't so keen on being part of the queer community, hanging out with lesbians. So like, it was like straight land. And it was weird. It was a hard, hard for them to be able to manage their own feelings in that because it's like, and honestly, like, I don't really enjoy going to straight bars. Like I get kind of like, I don't belong here. Yeah. But it's also hard, like when we transition, because a lot of the lesbian community, at least in my situation, and I've seen with other people, but like, especially when you're lesbian identifying and you transition, they kind of shun you. You know, like you're not part of our crowd anymore. You know, if you like women, why don't you just stay a woman and all this other stuff? But well, I mean, I find so older lesbians, oh, go ahead. you know what I mean? That they don't really, they don't understand it. So it kind of freaks them out. They just don't like anything to do with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we support us because you're not lesbian anymore. This <laughs> is kind of the attitude. Yeah, I, I guess I was never like in the lesbian community. I would always just felt. Like I would see the group of dykes and I would be like, oh, okay, that that seems like where I should be. But then also that's not, that's, I don't, I don't have any kind of, like I'd sit there and try to talk to people and it would just be like awkward. Like I have no desire to go play freaking uh, softball and drink beer and watch the Super Bowl. I, I feel like <laughs> that's very stereotypical, but I, I didn't like I saw myself like physically maybe fitting into that but then absolutely not with like my values and everything right. and I was like well I don't necessarily I always knew that I didn't necessarily just want to date women so then yeah. how do you you know I don't know I kind of when I found out that like trans men would date other trans men that's when light bulb went on for me I'm like oh this is perfect you know what I mean I don't have yeah. to myself. I don't have to explain the transition process. I can date somebody just like me. We know what we're going through. So it solved all my, it checked all my boxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really kind of started just really dating trans men. Yeah. Well, I found that dating trans people is a lot easier to, I, I, I guess like the conversations come easier. And it's not just that we have like common ground, but also 
I don't have to sit there and fucking educate you. Right. Right. And sometimes that can be frustrating. And like when you date people that are cis, um, and like recently I had dated, like when I had been kind of out in the dating pool, I had was dating four different people that identified as cis. Well, I mean, they didn't identify that they were trans because <laughs> people don't usually identify that they're cis. Um, and so navigating that and, and also like, okay, well, I can do a little educating, but then I'd like kind of point them in that, like, you need to look here for this stuff. And I'm like expecting you to do your own research because I just can't with everything. Right. But right, right. also like some conversations, like, you know, with casual, casual sex, some conversations don't even need to be had. Yeah. 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 But also with some casual sex conversations need to be had. And I have been with people where they are so uncomfortable to have those conversations that they just want to act like, oh, we don't need to have it. And I'm like, no, 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 we need to have this conversation because we are not all set on how things are going to work here. Right. You don't just go to jump in the sack and assume who's going to do what. You talk about that shit. Right. Right. You know, I have this guy... um, fucking oh I was seeing him but it was very one-sided and I kind of got rid of him because he annoyed me mm-hmm. and then like he just got a hold of me he's like oh I lost all my information and blo- like I didn't f- I just found your number how you doing do you want to hook up and I'm like thinking like okay you know what you didn't give me anything <laughs> like why would I want to go there again when you y- y- it was a very like take 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 and no giving type thing and also he didn't want to talk yeah about how things were going to work and that made me extremely uncomfortable because if we can't talk about it then what how are we going to get naked like (laughs) or whatever if you don't talk about it that boundaries are yeah right and so i'd force him to talk about it which he was very very uncomfortable and then he wanted a very specific thing like in his head he wanted to be pegged but like when it actually came to it like that wasn't going to happen and so i'm like okay but you we need to actually have this conversation because i know it sounds good in your head but then when we're in the same room then you're freaking out and so i'm like trying to figure out i'm trying to fucking read his mind like what the fuck do you want because he's a fucking cis for all intents purposes for out in the open straight guy um that probably is really really ashamed of what he's into yeah and but then he doesn't want to talk about it with me and i'm like dude yeah seriously yeah. like we can't you can't the conversation Fuck. the conversation that on sex with this game and are very interesting because oh like, and we were we were, we were getting kind of hot and heavy one night and i'm like well before we go any further i said i think we need to talk about like this and he's like talk about what and i'm like uh talk about sex He's like, well, what's there to talk about? You're the bottom and I'm the top. I'm like, see, that's where you're wrong. And that's station. <laughs> well, you can't possibly be a bottom. So what else is there to talk or top? Because so what else is there to talk about? I'm like, dude, really? That's not cool to say to a trans man ever. And it's like I tired of dating, of, of educating cis gay men about dating trans men. So I quit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing. I mean, I've dated cis men where Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh I've dated I've dated cis 
gay or bi men who were bottoms. Well, and I've also dated this gay man who when they're dating somebody trans, they identify as queer. And when they're dating another cis gay man, they identify as gay. And I'm like, what difference does it make? Why do you have to different? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's there's that idea of like differentiating or like code switching. So I've I've met a lot of gay men who will be like, well, I'm gender fluid, but then when they're then they're actually just gay because yeah. they don't know how to identify themselves when yeah. they're with somebody who's trans. So then they try to like fit in. Mm-hmm. or something or like i'm just gonna borrow your identity for a minute so i don't feel so uncomfortable and it's like well you're the one that's uncomfortable not me or they're embarrassed like why can't buddy that you're trans because then they're gonna start asking questions i'm like well why would you do that anyway let's meet somebody if i choose to be dating a dude i mean it was different with me because a lot of people in the community already knew that i was trans so it's not like they could, that whoever i was dating could hide the fact that i was trans if that makes sense right out about it you know but still there were guys on the fringes that didn't really like get into the community so it would have been very easy oh i said i didn't appreciate them outing me to people oh like, fuck yeah this gender people need to understand that when they date trans people they don't need to out them to anybody they don't need to say well we need to sit down and talk to my family and tell them that you're trans that's none of your family's business that's between you and the person you date you don't need to tell anybody you don't need to have a discussion with anybody about anything the only discussion you need to have is with the person you're dating. About. Right. I mean, my I agree. Dad, my dad has absolutely no idea that my husband's transgender. And I probably won't ever tell him because it's none of his business. And if it's going to make does him look he, differently, then why would I tell him? Does he accept you as like a gay couple or is he like anti-gay? He thinks it's like a straight marriage. <laughs> he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge my yeah it's kind of funny he doesn't acknowledge my transition at all I finally just a couple weeks ago actually got him calling me my birth name so because he thinks that Owen's cisgender and because he doesn't really acknowledge my transition he kind of considers it a straight marriage but our relationship has gotten much better it's so weird he, he knows you have a child right yeah, but he thinks we used a surrogate. We didn't tell him that Owen gave birth to that to Finley. We did that on purpose because, again, we didn't want to confuse him and it's none of his bits. Yeah, yeah. You know, our relationship, I feel like trans relationships, they can be way easier, but they also can be, like, more complicated just because of our, our gender and... So, so when sexual identities came along, everybody like picked a label and went with it. But then when your gender doesn't match your label or like there's a lot of switch back and forth or yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. I can see how it could be confusing. Yeah. Like my dad's also in his eighties. He's not going to understand. He's never going to get it. So like, why even bother? I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm lying to him. I'm just not causing an argument. Right. You know? Well, uh, you know, I when I've talked to people and they talk about coming out, oh, it's so important to come out to everybody. I'm like, actually, nah. Oh. Like, some people, it's just not worth it. Some people, just avoid them or, like, 
you know, skirt around the subject because if you try to explain it to them, they're going to friggin' like their head's going to blow up and it's just not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to cause you more angst and anxiety and a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything? Change the subject real quick. What did you think? what, What did you think of the VP pick? The what? The vice president pick for Biden. I that is the most consi- I I understand where like it looks radical from the outside, but that is the most fucking conservative Democratic Party I've seen in in a really long time. Yeah, I agree. It's like everybody is saying, you know, I got jumped on a little Facebook because I like I don't support them. And I never said I wasn't going to vote for them. Never once did I say, I am absolutely going to vote for them. But people need to understand that just because you're voting for them, you're voting to get Trump out. Voting because you support them. And it's okay to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Kamala Harris. I think there's issues with both of them. But I get get that they're the better of two evils. I get that 100%. But just because of that of the two evils doesn't mean you have to support the better of the two evils in order to vote for them to get the worst evil out. Um, did you watch some of the really cringy musical numbers that the Democratic Party did for their convention? I did, and I was not impressed by almost any of them. I was so embarrassed, and I don't really know who they're trying to capture or pull in or make themselves look... Like, is it the baby boomer generation that they're trying to play to or like what is it what I don't I don't understand who their who their target audience was for that but I watched it and just and actually like when Kamala Harris was like I know a predator when I see one but like you know no Biden has been accused of being a predator yeah I'll just gonna say because she's hooked up with one you know, and I kind of wondered two things. I kind of wonder if she wasn't a woman of color, he would have picked her. And I think not. Just my opinion. Because mm-hmm. he was going to pick a woman of color. Look, I mean, all his can't, all his people on his short list were almost all women of color. Right. Well, that was on purpose because I think that uh, somebody, somebody, I think it was Warren, and like he was going to pick Warren, and Warren's like, no, it needs to be a woman of color. And, but he had so many other people and yeah, maybe they weren't well known, but a lot of them were a lot more like liberal or like had different politics. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why they specifically picked her. I think it had to do with the fact that she was a good friend with his son, Bo. But other than that, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody's written and raving oh yeah she's great she's this she's that well what she did some of the things she did didn't affect them like it affects us you know so when we right say, oh be careful look at what you're really supporting you know and make sure you hold her accountable we get told oh just quit complaining and be glad that it's done and it's all with them or trump that's oppression yeah that's oppression. yeah and they desist people need to watch that well, and I, I, I can understand that this is kind of the pick that we've got, um, but I'm not really happy. I was never happy with Biden, right. and I'm not happy right. with Kamala. And Biden, it's because I just feel like he's freaking 
a wet blanket. Right. Um, and I don't think he has a lot of, like, he, he seems like your nice grandpa. He really reminds me of Clinton a lot. Like, oh, I'm just going to be soft and charming and this kind of a thing. And, you know, he's like a warm, a warm person. And then like, and Kamala's not, she's cool, which I think that actually makes a good combination. But also like, he hasn't done anything for trans rights. No. Kamala has no. been anti-trans, has said anti-trans stuff. And I, that still hurts. Well, and um, she apologized. I'm like, she apologized when she started campaigning so she can get votes. Right. Second of all, she has never sat down and been educated about the trans community by the trans community. Right. 20 minute conversation or interview with NCTE, which they're their own mess. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, well, allow, give her a chance to change. She had a couple of years. You don't decide to change all of a sudden because you want to run for president. You want to vote. You change because that's what you truly want to do as an individual. And she hasn't done that. Right. She hasn't grown as an individual regarding us. That's my thought. Yeah. Well, after this freaking the whole post office debacle, uh, that's and God, what other just rights being taken away, and then freaking more leeway has been given to ICE officials. Like, we need to get this guy out of the fucking office. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's so stressful. Yeah, I just people are freaking out. Freaking out. that I'm. Le- and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like not a bad idea because I don't know if I could do another four years under him. And he's gonna fight. He's gonna be a big crybaby and throw a huge temper tantrum if he loses the election and leaves the White House, which I actually kind of hope he does. I'd love to see him carried out of there in handcuffs. Well, I, there's already these lawsuits starting to stack up against him and the administration because of some of the stuff that they pulled that was so highly illegal. And I'm I'm very disappointed. Like I understand that politicians like to stick together. But like, are you doing what's right or are you doing what's good for your pocketbook? And there is, you know, they're supposed to be acting on behalf of the people. I don't understand how somebody could do so many illegal things and nobody. And it's just kind of like, uh, it's okay. Like we see that it's not okay, but but nothing is actually being done. Well, yeah. I'm like, so, okay, Trump hired his bitch boy to be the postmaster general, right? The guy who donated over a billion campaign and nobody trusts him because he's doing all this stuff but let's give him 25 25 dollars 25 billion dollars why are you giving him more money somebody explained to me was it giving him enough rope to hang himself and i'm like well i get that but it doesn't have to be 25 billion dollars give him a couple million to hang himself you know what i mean right well i mean but this is like the you know things have been stacking up and stacking up and stacking up and then it's just I don't like like how how big of a mountain do we need to have? Yeah. Yeah, I just I just want this election here and done and over with so we can get this COVID out of office and his family out of the White House and out of Washington. Did you see what Melani did to the Rose Garden? It made me sick. Oh yeah, Laurel told me about that and I'm just like, you don't uh, Oh, the picture just made me ill. I mean took out beautiful trees all the roses planted by the first ladies and i'm like oh it just made me want to puke in my mouth i mean i feel like that's a really like a fuck you yeah i think it was quite disrespectful actually hugely disrespectful but then again look who we're dealing with and half the speakers at the republican national convention he's his family so uh, you know there's a big weaving circus 
So Bannon just got arrested. Uh huh. Fraud wall, fraud deal with the wall. So I'm hoping that will give us some more dirt on Trump. But oh, his sister's talking now. Do you hear that one? Yeah, I heard that she was talking some shit. Oh, she was. They recorded her talking about what a liar he is. She's like the lying, and that he paid somebody to take his uh, entrance exam to the to college. Oh, oh yeah. Sort of shit. I think it's kind of hilarious. I'm like, I'm not surprised, you know. So, new study is out, changing changing gears also, um, that transgender people and gender diverse people are six times more likely to be autistic. You know, I've heard studies about that before, tying autism and being mm-hmm. together, and it kind of doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of trans people are on the spectrum in one way or another, and I say that because yeah. autistic people, from working with them and being around them for a little while, they're very into who they are. Innately, they know who they are, like nobody else. Yeah. So I can I can see that. I can I can I can see that. I mean, I don't think that everybody who's trans is autistic, but perhaps, and we don't have a really good description of what autism is. Right. Like there is, because autism is such a, a huge spectrum, but so is trans. Right. But, but like, right. there's all these things that essentially this person is not doing things that are socially acceptable, socially quote normal. Therefore we need to slap a label on them. And I'm like, oh, isn't that being trans? Yeah, <laughs> they're not doing something acceptable. Yeah, they do that with kids with ADD too. You know, oh, this kid, mm-hmm. something's wrong with this kid, so let's label him with ADHD and give him a bunch of drugs. You know, I mean, and autism is there's so many different levels of spectrum. It can go from extremely high to extremely low. You know, and yeah, that's the dangerous part of, not the dangerous part of autism, but labeling somebody autistic without kind of doing. The necessary cognitive testing and finding out where this person is on that spectrum, if at all. Yeah. Instead of just labeling them and saying, "Oh, I think he's autistic. So let's give him some drugs," or let's give him. Yeah. There's, they've got to do more. They've got to do more. Just not. Yeah. That. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I I don't think I feel like okay. So part of me feels like. You know, when we say autistic and I've seen heard a lot of people talk about, well, we don't want, you know, we're trying to rid people of autism. And I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing because we do need different points of view and different ways that we can look at things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if we get rid, I don't know. I think that there's always been autistic people. Yeah. Um, but wh- what's what's the harm? Yeah, I mean, they're not hurting anybody. So, I mean, the basic thing is, though, like, depending on the level of, of autism, they just need a little bit extra assistance. Right. That's it. And that's all we need to figure out is, okay, so if this person is diagnosed and and they cognitively can define that this person is autistic, what help can we give them to assist to live as normal a life as they can? Right. I mean, I, I think, think it's like, you know, part of the socialization, though, like, you know, when we are bringing up people in this society like there are very very strict boxes and i you know just a few years ago just a few years ago i didn't have as many people saying ma'am or sir as i do now and i'm like why are people saying ma'am or sir right why why is that part of our vernacular when we're talking on the phone like we really really this jet the gender um the gender reveal kind of stuff i'm just like why is that the most important thing 
I, why is that such a big deal right now? I'm in a birthing group on Facebook and there's a rash of trans guys that gave birth lately. And you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my son, or this is my daughter. And I popped in there and I'm like, y'all know you struggle with gender. So why are you doing that to your kids? Yeah. Like why just say, this is my child. This is yeah. the, you know, well, we're all born in something at birth. No, we're not. We're born and people assign us a gender because of based, based on what they see between our legs. Right. You didn't like somebody doing that to you. So I would, I mean, that's why we, that's why we're raising twin gender. We knew how we struggled with gender. And it's like, why should we just assume that this child's female, you know, because they're born with a vagina or because they're born with them. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I didn't want anybody doing to me what happened to her, you know, doing to them what happened to me, you know? Right. So I'm like, to me, that's, I cannot understand. I cannot wrap my head around my trans people label their kids when they're born. I don't get it. I really don't. No, I mean, I think that there, maybe there's an idea that kind of like making their child normal, bringing their kid up, you know, quote, normal. Because a lot of trans people really do wish that they had been born cis. Right. Like they're like, well, if I, if I would have been born a man or if I would have been born a woman, then I would have just, you know, everything would have been easier. And I'm like, well, not necessarily. Right. Right. And I, I, I think it's cool that kids can transition younger, but I also kind of have feelings about it because like part of being transgender is having that duality experience yeah um that i feel like kind of makes us who we are well you can't kind of figure out who you are if you don't know where you came from if that makes any sense yeah you know what i mean i mean that's my thought but you know i it just it's hard with kids because like sometimes it's, it's hard to tell how they truly feel and sometimes they don't even know until they're much older you know Right. Well, with with this kind of thing, you know, with with the gender stuff, you know, I definitely, you know, a lot of people are like, well, a little kid shouldn't be able to figure out, you know, or like say what gender they're going to be. But I also feel like, why are we so eager to switch them or change them into our small boxes that we have? Yeah, I don't think that kids should be able to choose very many things because they don't have the life experience. Right. But parents, a lot of times, special upper, upper, upper middle class white parents are very eager to like get their kids those clothing, get the kids the hormones, get the, you know, and it's like, but that's not necessarily going to help them. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's more about educating everybody around uh-huh. and seeing if like we can make a more comfortable environment for everybody. Right. There was an interesting post that on our page um, about consent and how like teaching children consent isn't just like sexual consent, but like if I take your toy, am I getting consent from the other child to take a toy? Right. It's more overall like, a, am I being a decent person rather than than you know just taking or assuming or because consent should be everything. But consent for gender is also something. Yeah, you know, we've done that with Finn, even like, you know, when we're around somebody and we go, you know, usually when kids are little, you know, you, you tell them like, go give go give someone so a hug, you know, and that's really yeah. pushing them to do it. If they don't want to do it, that's okay. You know what I mean? 
So like with Finn, we've started, you know, would you like to give so-and-so a hug? You know what I mean? And give them mm-hmm. the option of doing mm-hmm. it. We'll just go do it because it might not be comfortable for them. And that's okay. They have the opportun- opportunity to say no, you know? Yeah, my brother definitely did that. I hadn't seen, seen my niece and nephew uh, for one of my brothers in a while. And he's like, oh, go give your auntie, of course a hug and they kind of came over they're like we don't really feel comfortable and i would kind of tell each of them i'd give them like a side hug and i was like i don't really like hugging too so let's just pretend like we're you know (laughs) because like my brother is a hugger like he will go and hug everybody regardless of if they want to or not and i'm one of those people when people hug me i get stiff yeah like don't touch me get your freaking hands off of me so it was very hard growing up with him but yeah. then I see him pushing his kids to hug me and I'm like, he knows that I don't like hugs and then I don't know how his kids are. Yeah. It's like just, maybe, but they didn't look comfortable. Yeah, it's just a boundary issue. You know what I mean? I don't think kids should be forced to hug anybody they don't want to. Yeah, no, ever. no. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, I'm not inviting a child to be rude to an adult, but like, I think it's rude when you force somebody to, you know, go give somebody a hug if they don't want to. Yeah simple it's you know that's part of consent as far as i'm concerned you know yeah yeah so and i and i think that that's i think that that needs to be talked about like people's personal space part of me feels like you know the covid stuff is as awful as it is maybe that will help people figure out how to honor people's space i hope so i mean i I mean, I've run into some people in the grocery store and they're still like right up on me with no mask. And I've told them, like, get oh, yeah. away yeah. from me. And then they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you can think I'm crazy all you want to, but still get away from me. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've, I have had to turn around and tell people, hi, can you step back yeah. a little bit? Can you not be up on me? Yeah. Um, you know, because just for safety's sake, like even with my clients, walking them down my narrow hallway and then the freaking doctor comes along with his mask like hanging on his chin and that really bothers me because i'm like i you're not keeping my client safe your client is passing right next to me um and oh you know what and the freaking people walking around with these um the plexi masks on nothing yeah i think if somebody is working behind a plexiglass and then they have one of those plexiglasses on also I think that that's cool, like grocery store or whatever. I think that's okay. That's some double protection. But if you're just going to walk around with that without a mask on, nah. Yeah. We were in San Diego last week and we stayed at a hotel. And they had those big plastic shields hanging from the front desk, you know. But there were signs all over the door requiring masks because it's required in San Mm -hmm. Diego. Well, there were a couple of the hotel clerks that the whole time we were there never masked up, ever. And I'm like, I don't care if there's a plastic shield there or not. I'm not going to go ask them for anything because I don't feel comfortable. Right. You know, I mean, a couple of most of the hotel staff is really good about it, but there are a couple people and I'm like, uh-uh. so I yeah. said hell about it. I'm like, that's kind of not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, there's I mean, there are there's rules in California. It's mandated. Yeah. So that there's people that are doing it while someone's not imposing but i mean even where i work there's been i've walked in and there's we're only supposed to, in theory we're supposed to have six people in our lobby and there's like 12 and i'm like this is not okay 
And then I'm like, I tell my clients, like, I'll take you in the other door. Just text me when you get here so you don't have to go by everybody. I don't want to go by everybody to get my client. Like, I just, I just don't want to put people in danger. You know, that's not, it's not cool. Like, I'm not there to, to do that. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, we noticed they mandated outdoor dining so people are separated and supposed to be safer. Well, they're all sitting around tables without masks, super close to each other, and people can't even walk down the sidewalk safely. Right. Without really close to them. So I'm like, how is that safer? It's not. I understand these businesses have to make money and they have to stay in business, but I don't think that's the way to do it. No, I think they're they're trying to make money the same way that they've made money before and that's not doable right now and people are trying to act as if things are the same or like just slightly odd and that's not i mean i don't know how people can dine outside in las vegas in the middle of the summer anyway yeah but yeah i don't think that that's appropriate because yes it's putting people in danger and you're freaking yakking your head off and if you're with your group of 10 people or whatever that's fine but like i I just i don't know i don't know i mean they're still yeah i mean like miami marlins canceled a bunch of their games because a bunch of players came out positive so this is not like a joke it's like a serious thing yeah you know i mean i want to go to a freaking restaurant and dine and not wear a mask and everything too but I also don't think it's a good idea because there's, and now with kids going back to school, there's a lot of, like the the Clark County school districts are doing all hybrid. Some of them are doing all online and some are doing hybrid. And I can understand wanting to do like a hybrid or have kids, but I also am like, but you know, kids are little freaking, they got their finger in their nose the whole time or they cough right in your face. The kids will bring stuff home because kids spread things to each other. And then I'm waiting for the next wave. And I know that that sounds very... Um, no, it happened in Georgia. They had the schools open for, I think, two days in Georgia before they had to close them. Yeah. So, and that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. It's, it's Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Can I we do... do... Yes. <coughs> we start to do you a wrap-up? Okay? Are you Okay. <laughs> I'm okay, <laughs> yes, but I've got a real bad call. No, I drank some water, but I got a Finn's out there acting crazy and I got to go help him out. Okay, okay. He's eight, uh, eight weeks old. He is a purebred pitbull and he is my replacement pitbull. What do you mean replacement pitbull? Well, like service dog, like I had with Lily in that bond uh-huh. with the dog. You know what I'm saying? And then. Uh-huh with the dog and I haven't been able to to, to have that uh, until I found Tucker and it was like it was just okay. the immediate bond so um, you know I didn't what's gonna happen with 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 the other dog then oh we're, we're, ta- we're keeping we're keeping Sage so I had gotten Sage to try and do that with her and it, it didn't work uh-huh. but they ended up really bonding so okay <laughs> those two are like thick as thieves um, oh that's sweet yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, it's and not really animals sweet. are such such a good. God, you know what? If I didn't have my animals, they can read me really, really well. And I've been having some like really tough days lately. Just it's still tough working, and there's just been stuff going on at work that it's been 
it's 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 just like like I'm like, is this ever gonna end? And it just gets worse and worse. And I go home, and the animals are there, and they can read me right away. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do without them. Like, I appreciate my partners, but you yeah. know, everybody had a dog except me because Owen had Oz Oliver, you know. Uh huh. And um, Loki just kind of like the mute the, the family dog, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm Sage and Sage and Finn and. I'm like, well, here I am again with no dog, you know. Yeah. And I was just that immediate love at first sight. So, I mean, was- do you feel like this is a dog that you that you're attaching to easily? Because I know that that with Sage, like that didn't happen, and you knew it, but you were still like, no. No, I think that with with Tucker, he kind of attached himself to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and like. Him and I just, I kind of had that connection that I had when I found Lily. Okay. You know, I mean, he's kind of glued to my side well. So we kind of picked each other out. Okay. Well, that's you know? good. Yeah. He's a that's super good. sweet puppy. Really Aww. like, like I need a that's puppy nice. moving. But sometimes the best things in life come when you don't want them, least or expect them. So, yeah. You know. no. So have you been going back and forth to San Diego a lot then? No, we went up there last week um, because we wanted to say goodbye to some people. It was the last uh-huh. trip. Oof, we had to get a copy of our American license, and honestly, uh-huh. we were being cooped up in the down. Like it was, we were all getting on each other's nerves. We need to get out of here, you know. Okay. So that's what we did. Just went up there and hung out by the beach and chilled out. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've been quarantined for five months now, you know? No, I, I know. Like, it's everybody else. I, you know, my relief has been coming out into L.A. Yeah. Um, to see my spouse. And then it's been, but there's been, you know, stuff going on. Like, yeah, sometimes we can have some relaxing times. But all right. So I guess that's all for tonight. Um, short and sweet. But we have been getting regular, regular ones out. So uh, anyway, I hope you guys have a great wonderful week um please stay healthy please stay safe any last words for these beautiful people blue yes everybody's just like orion said stay safe stay like not bored with covid i know it's hard but i think we see light at the end of the tunnel i hope so everybody out there just take care of yourselves and uh, we'll see you back with another episode next week all right sounds good have a good night guys all right bye for now